to the Prophecy Club. I want to believe that this whole Dmitry Dudeman warning can be put off for 40 years. Matter of fact, I'd prefer to say that there's a way we could pray it away. But the angel specifically said that the judgment is set, meaning this one, you're not going to pray away. And when you've got six chapters in the Bible, in my opinion, that are speaking of America, those would be Revelation 18, Jeremiah 50, 51. The angel confirmed Revelation 18 and Jeremiah 50. And also Demetri Dudeman agreed on all those three chapters. And I also add Isaiah 13, 21 and 47. So when you've got six chapters in the Bible that says your nation is going to fall, that's pretty hard to repent from. But nevertheless, it is my call, and I also believe your call, if you're listening to this program with any kind of regularity, as a watchman, it is our call to do our very dead-level best to warn those people that will be warned, but some just will not be warned. Now, just a few days ago, I read another one of Dimitri's warnings where the angel came to him and showed him a vision and showed him a bear that was pretty much dead that began to grow and grow in strength and became angry. And the angry bear finally decided it was going to attack. And what I describe as the NATO forces were like men with sticks going up after this big angry bear. And the angry bear just crushed them all. Now, I just read this. As a matter of fact, I'm on HowTurnRadioShow.com right now. And it says, headline, this is April 15th, 2021. Headline, breaking news. Biden notifies Congress and declares national emergency in the United States over Russia threat to national security. This may be, I don't want to believe it. I want to think we can pray it away. I want to think we have more time. But I have to tell you the truth. It seems to be lining up with the warning of Dimitri Dudeman. I'll read it again. Breaking news. Biden notifies Congress declares national emergency in USA over Russia threat to national security. In my opinion, I believe that Biden is starting a fight. I believe he's picking a fight. I think the reason he is doing that is because they know that there's about to be massive arrests. And just like one of the elite told Benjamin Fulford that we have ruled this planet for thousands of years and we're going to continue to rule it or we'll destroy it. And that's their attitude. We are going to rule it or we will destroy it. Well, how do you destroy the United States? You get the other nation out there, any other nation that's capable of doing that to attack. And since, of course, Biden is a puppet doing as he is told, this may very well be exactly what the ruling elite, these Moloch and Baal worshipers, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, is actually doing. Now, I'm going to read this whole article goes on to say, breaking news, 9.54 a.m. The United States Congress has just been informed by the President of the United States that he's declaring a national emergency with respect to the unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the United States posed by specified harmful foreign activities of Russia. My opinion, he's spitting in the face of the Russian bear. My opinion, 
he's drawing a line in the sand, and then he's taking his foot and he's kicking sand on the feet of the bear, saying, I dare you to attack. Now there's an update. Let's go to the update. Russian Foreign Ministry says U.S. will have to pay for its damage to bilateral ties. It goes on to say hostile steps undertaken by the United States dangerously increase the degree of confrontation. So this Russian Foreign Ministry is saying that the United States is going to have to pay for something it did. Well, you know, I'm not aware of that we did anything, and I'm not aware that Russia has done anything to us either. The second update is, by the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including the International Emergency Economic Powers Act, and he quotes a bunch of stuff here. He says, of the Immigration Nationality Act, he quotes that, I, Joseph R. Biden, President of the United States of America, find that specified harmful foreign activities of the government of the Russian Federation, in particular efforts to undermine the conduct of free and fair democratic elections and democratic institutions in the United States and its allies and partners to engage in and facilitate malicious cyber-enabled activities. Okay, so what's he saying? He's saying that Russia has attacked America with cyber links, okay, cyber, in other words, through the Internet. Okay, I haven't heard anything about any kind of big attack from Russia, and I suspect that there hasn't been one, and if it well, it's just like it could be lower people in Russia, and maybe the government, maybe the military has nothing to do with it. But let's go on and read it. Malicious cyber-enabled activities against the United States and its allies and partners to foster and use transnational corruption to influence foreign governments to pursue extraterritorial activities targeting dissidents or journalists to undermine security in countries and regions important to the United States national security, and I think this is all garbage, and to violate well-established principles of international law, including respect to the territorial integrity of the United States. This sounds like legal garbage. This sounds like a bunch of lawyers got together in a room and said, okay, what can we write down to make the Russians mad? And what can we write down so the people, as they read it, say, huh? So that we can do whatever we want to do. There's one more line. I'll finish reading it. Constitute an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the United States, I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with that threat. In other words, our president, if you can call him a president, if he really is a president, and I don't think he is, but we'll call him JB, has just walked over and stuck his finger in the eye of the bear. Now, according to what Dimitri was told at this point, the bear is actually bigger and stronger, and God has made her quite capable of taking out the eagle any time she wants to. Now, I'm going to read Hal Turner's remarks. He goes on to say, Time to break out the hard liquors. I've said he doesn't appear to be a Christian, at least the things he writes and the way he talks. I'm not his judge, but I'm just telling you, don't necessarily count on what he says to be accurate. However, in this case, it's not hard to figure out it's accurate. Time to break out the hard liquor. Looks like it's going to be a very long day. It is on like Donkey Kong. With his declaration of national emergency, Biden basically declared war without declaring war. 
If I was a bookmaker now, I would stop taking bets and pay out those predicting war. In other words, he is predicting war. The new U.S. sanctions on Russia are designed to provoke. The Russians are going to respond. The Biden executive order gives him a new range of powers where he can let the bullets fly without going through Congress. Isn't democracy wonderful? And there were those that said Trump was dangerous. This senile, and he goes on to call him some other names I won't, I won't mention, warmongering, I won't mention that either. <laughs> but there's more. So I'll skip the next sentence where he's haranguing on him. Bulletin, flash traffic, critical, urgent. Russia has called on the U.S. ambassador to Moscow to suspend all NATO activities in Ukraine within six days. Otherwise, Russia will launch an attack on Ukraine. Biden has called for an emergency meeting of the United States Security Council. Note, the six days aligns perfectly with President Putin addressing his parliament on April the 21st. This means... Putin will likely ask his parliament to vote for a war with Ukraine and the West. I'll read that again. This means Putin will likely ask his parliament to vote for war with Ukraine and the West. Now we have our ticking clock. Russia doesn't bluff. Will NATO blink? And I'd like to say, oh, no, 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 this is not going to happen. I'd like to think that, no, we prayed this away. But let me jump to the message. This was given to Dmitry Dudeman. This was in 1980. Now, I'm skipping all about how he was arrested and put through five months of torture and putting him on the electric chair twice, trying to get him to tell how he had smuggled Bibles into Romania and Russia. Instead, he has now arrived in America, and this is the very first night. It was late at night. I couldn't stay inside of the, because of the smell. I was outside sitting on a rock. Now, hang on. When I was at his home in Fullerton, California, which would be in about 1988, I asked him about this. We were out on his front lawn. I said, the night that the angel came to you, you were sitting on a rock. Would you show me where you were sitting? He walked over and sat down in what we call a planter. In other words, where you have your flowers or your little small bushes planted around the front of your house. And I said, and that night you said that the angel looked like a car coming at you. There was a light coming at you. From what direction did that come? And he pointed right down the street. Now, his house is such that as you drive straight down the, ha the, the street, there's a stop sign. You turn to the right or you turn to the left, but... If you keep going, you would literally run right into his front living room. Now, that'll make more sense here in just a second. Meaning, I personally have confirmed this story because he didn't even know what I was asking. He didn't even know why I was asking it. But I was confirming his story is accurate. I was sitting outside on a rock. A light came toward me. The fear of cars came within me because the Romanian police were always trying to run me over the cars. That's why I jumped to run. The light surrounded me. Out of the light, I heard the same voice, and it said, Dimitri, why are you so despaired? I said, why did you punish me? What did I do that was so rotten? Why did you bring me to the United States? I have no word on my head. I can't understand anybody. He said, Dimitri, didn't I tell you that I will be here with you also? 
I brought you here to this country because the country will burn. Well, then why did you bring me to this country to burn? Why don't you just let me die in my own country? Dimitri, have patience. I will tell you. Get beside me. And I asked him about this. I said, so exactly what, what was it that you got beside the angel and stood on? He said, I don't know. And he kind of got mad at me. He said, when you're in the presence of the angel, he said, you can't think. All you can do is just hear what that angel is saying. It's like he just grabs your mind. Okay, you, you can't think of anything. He said, the only thing I remember is it was like a big pillow, and I stood on this pillow, and somehow the angel controlled it with his left hand. That's all I can remember. I said, well, did you feel the sensation of wind on your face? And that's when he got mad. He says, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. So, again, I've confirmed that, too. So then why did you bring me here to burn? Why didn't you let me die in my own country? Demetria, patience. I will tell you. Get beside me. He says, I don't know what it was, brothers, but I got beside the angel. Showed me all of California, the cities of California, and Las Vegas. You see what I've shown you? This is Sodom and Gomorrah, and one day it will burn. He said, its sin has reached the Holy One, and he showed me another great city. He said, do you know what city this is? I said, no. He said, this is New York City. This is is Sodom and Gomorrah, and one day it will burn. Then he showed me Florida. He said, this is Florida. This is Sodom and Gomorrah, and one day it will burn. He didn't let me say another word until he brought me back to my house. Then he said, now, Dimitri, you can ask me questions. He said, I brought you to this country, Dimitri, because I want to wake up a lot of people. I love this country, and I love the people of this country, and I want to save them, but America will burn. And I said, how can I save them? I can't even speak their language. Who knows me? How will they call me? He said, don't worry. I will be ahead of you. I'll make great healings among the American people. You'll go to television stations, radio stations, and churches. Tell them everything I tell you. Don't try to hide anything, because if you try to hide anything, I will punish you, because America will burn. Okay, well, how will America burn? It's so powerful. He said, the Russian spies have discovered where the most powerful nuclear missiles are stored in America. He says the fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack. The Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. Uh, let me jump back here because there's a phrase I, I want to... I skipped, but I want to add it back in. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries I cannot remember will attack. The Russians will bombard the nuclear missiles in America, and America will burn. <laughs> what have you done with the church? <laughs> he said, the church? It's left me. He says, how? Don't you have any people here? He said, people in America honor people. The honor that should be given to God, they give to other people. He said, you see, Americans think high of themselves. They say, I serve God. But they don't. In the church, there's divorces, adultery, fornication, sodomy, abortion, and all kinds of sin. Jesus doesn't live in sin. He lives in holiness. I brought you here so you could cry out loud. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Tell them to start preparing themselves so I can save them in the day of trouble. Now, hang on. Let me talk about that a second. What's he talking about? Yes, getting EMP devices, getting food and water stored up and wherewithal, that's all good. But that's not what he's talking about. 
the primary thing he's talking about is putting our roots down into the rock so that when the winds come, when the rains come, our house won't fall. In other words, things like a prayer closet, memorizing scripture, getting closer to God. That's the real preparation he's talking about. Tell them to start preparing themselves so that I can save them the day of trouble. If you call me, God loves you, because that's what the angel of God told me. Now, I'm going to transfer that to me. I'm going to, because <laughs> I'm not the only one. There's many people say, look, you know, you, you carry Demetrius' message. So I'm going to say this. If you call me to speak in your church, maybe I think I'll just drop that sentence right there. I'll let you complete it. Whoever I love, I want to wake up. I will put on their hearts to call you. Don't try to hide anything, or I will punish you because America will burn. Tell them to stop sinning and repent. He will forgive them, and they will have salvation. I said, well, how you save the church if America will burn? He said, you tell them exactly as I tell you. And by the way, you might notice that he doesn't say anything about getting sucked in the air. Matter of fact, Dimitri did not believe in a, a pre-trib rapture. Nobody's getting sucked in the air for any kind of protection. Tell them, as I tell you, as he saved the three young men from the oven of fire and Daniel from the mouth of the lion, that is how he will save them. Tell them to stop sinning and repent. I bless this country because of the Jews that are here. He says, this country has seven million Jews. They haven't tasted war or persecution. And God has blessed them more than anyone else. But instead of thanking God, they started sinning and doing wickedly. Their sins has reached the Holy One, and God will punish them with fire. See, Israel doesn't recognize the Messiah because they place their trust on the power of the Jews in America. But, now listen to this, but when God hit America, all the nations will be terrified. Then God will raise up China and Japan and many of the nations. They'll go against the Russians and they'll defeat the Russians. They'll back them to the gates of Paris where they sign a peace treaty, but they make the Russians their leader. Then, with all the nations as the Russians as their leader, they go against Israel. It's not that they want to. God makes them. Israel doesn't have the help of the Jews in America anymore, and in their terror, when they see what is coming, they call for Messiah. Messiah will come to help Israel, and then the church of God will meet him in the clouds, meaning post-trib rapture. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you wetting clothes clean? If there are still spots on the clothes of your soul, then the blood of Jesus still has power to cleanse your sins. Jesus Christ will live with the church on the Mount of Olives. He himself will fight against the nations. I said, well, if you are the angel of God, then everything you tell me has to be written in the Bible. If it's not, then I can't tell the Americans. Fine. He said, tell them to read Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 8 through 15. Read it. Look it up. Write it down. Jeremiah 51, verses 8 through 15. He calls it the Mr. Babylon, the great adulteress. Also, Revelation chapter 18. The whole chapter. There it says clearly what will happen to America. Well, why did he call it the Mystery Babylon? You tell them. Because all the nations of the world immigrated into America, and America accepted them. America accepted Buddha, the Devil Church, the Sodomite Church, the Mormon Church, and all kinds of wickedness. See, America was a Christian nation, but instead of stopping them, they went after their gods. Because of this, he calls it the Mystery Babylon. Now, so that you know that I'm truly the angel sent by God, I'm going to tell you what will happen to you tomorrow. Tomorrow at 9 o'clock, someone will come and give you a bed. At 10.30, someone will come and pay your rent. 
At noon, someone will bring you a car and give you a bucket of honey. He said, brothers, he said, it happened exactly as the angel said. Nine o'clock, someone rang my doorbell. So I brought you a bed. I could not sleep on that line. God told me you're from Romania and you need a bed. Come help me unload it. And at 1030, someone else rang my doorbell, handed me a check for $500 and said, God told me to bring you $500. At noon, someone came and rang the doorbell, handed him a set of car keys. He went and opened the car door, sitting in the front seat was a bucket of honey. All exactly as the angel had said. Now, Dimitri goes on to say, now you might say, why? Why would God do this? We trust in God. We have God on our side. On our dollar bill, it says we trust in God. He says, but brothers and sisters, how are your lives? How clean are your hearts? See, we go after foreign gods. The American church has adultery, fornication, sodomy, divorces, abortion. He says, if we repent with all of our hearts and call on Jesus to help us to stop sinning, then we know that when Jesus comes, we will meet him in the clouds. Now, as a little personal side note, the angel also told Dimitri that before the internal problems begin in America, that Romania will have a revolution. Now, when I drove Dimitri all around in 1988, it was in February, March, 1988, I, I mean, I wrote him, I said, would you come and speak for one hour at the Full Gospel Business Meeting? Right back, he said, yeah, I'll come for two weeks. I thought, two, two, two weeks? What do I do with this guy for two weeks? But by the time he had arrived, he was booked. He later said it was the busiest two weeks of his life. Because we had him speak, I believe it was like one TV station, seven or eight different radio stations, seven or eight different churches. I mean, he was I was driving him someplace to go speak all the time. But as he drove around, he would tell me various things. Now, I didn't know why he was telling me all this stuff then. But now looking back, I do. It's because God was turning me into carrying Dimitri Dudeman's message. One of the things he told me is this. He says, before the internal problems... Uh, begin in America, Romania will have a revolution. Well, a little while after that, a few months after that, December 22, 1989, I remember it distinctly, just like it was happening right now. I remember it was about 8.30 in the morning, and I was still in bed. Normally, I had my first appointment out working by 8 o'clock, but my back was hurting. So I was staying in bed, and by that time, it comes on CNN. Those days, that was the only news you had. Come on CNN. Ceausescu has been shot. Romania is having revolution. I sat up in bed, and I, I literally said out loud, I said, oh, no. It's true. But no, no, no. I know, I, I know it's true. But it's happening. It's happening now? Really? Well, about that time, the phone rang. My mom calling long distance from Texas. I was in Omaha at the time. She says, have you seen the news? I said, yes. About the Romanian Revolution? Yes. Uh, didn't you tell me that was going to happen? I said, yes. She says, okay. Tell me, what else did you say? <laughs> so I told her, and she started listening after that. I walked into the office, and I remember Elsie was the secretary for the fellow I was working for at the time. And I walked in, and Elsie says, have you been reading the newspapers? I said, no, I normally watch CNN for my news. Why? She said, well, have you heard that Romania is having a revolution? I said, yes. She said, well, didn't you tell me that was going to happen? And I said, yes, I did. She says, okay, tell me again. 
what else did you say? I said, well, first of all, it wasn't me. It was Demetri Dudwin. Now, I say all that to say this. If you're listening to this broadcast, even on an occasional basis, it's not your idea. God has called you to be one of his end-time prophecy teachers, working and walking in miracles, to be part of the great end-time move of God, bringing thousands and perhaps millions of people into the kingdom. That's the reason I encourage you when we have these sevenfold miracle crusades, come. Also, I'm going to tell you, we're going to be having another solemn September assembly. It's going to be September 6, 7, and 8, and we are we haven't had a meeting to even discuss it yet. But I'm telling you in advance, you need to be there. Also, I'm having another prophecy teacher conference coming up. And this is, actually, this will be the first one. And this is where I'm going to do my best to make you a prophecy teacher. I'm going to try to make you a prophecy teacher so good that when the trouble comes and people start gathering around you and you seem to have their answers and some pastor, some, I'm sorry, I love pastors, but a lot of them just don't understand prophecy and maybe they should stay out of the world of prophecy. It's really not their call. But let's say some pastor comes up that wants to be a know-it-all, can try to knock you off your soapbox, can try to say, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I want you to be able to have the answer to where whoever it is tries to knock you off your soapbox, tries to tell you you don't know what you're talking about, tries to tell you you got a hole in your head, you're going to be able to turn around and give the answer. So the dates are, write it down, June 11 to 13, June 11 to 13. And during that time, I'm going to ask you to show up with a spiral ring notebook already with the King James Version of the book of Revelation already written down, as neat as you can possibly write it. And you're going to write this all in a spiral ring notebook, and you're going to have margins on both sides so that you'll have room to make notes. And I'm going to teach through the book of Revelation at this teacher training conference. And you're going to be making notes as we go through. That's level one training. Then down the road, we'll probably have another level two training in which I'm going to ask you to memorize part or possibly even at least eventually to memorize the book of Revelation. Because in the time of trouble, you might not be able to reach your Bible or being able to quote a verse to be able to back up what you're saying is going to be crucial for people to listen to you so that they will know that you do know the truth. that You are able to give an answer about what is going on. But June 11 to 13, keep listening. We're going to let you know we're in the early phases of getting it all set up. But that's like two months away. June 11 to 13 is that Prophecy Teacher Making Conference or Training Conference. And it's going to be very, very good. Now, the point of the broadcast today is I want to believe that this whole Russian attack with nuclear bombs is 40 years off. Or at least four years off. Or at least four months off. But in light of what we just read at HalTurnerRadioShow.com, I can't say that. I can say that perhaps, I mean, I don't want to think a few days. I don't want to think a few weeks. But I could certainly think a few months. And I talked to Dana Coverstone. He's had a new dream. He's in the process of writing it all up. And all he said was something big's coming towards the end of this year. I don't want to believe it's Russia attacking America, but I can't guarantee it. 
But I can guarantee you this. we got to all get prepared. Physically, mentally, but mostly spiritually. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at WatchProphecyClub.com. Terry Sock of Cornerstone Asset Metals is a prophecy student, reads his King James Bible, and wants to help Prophecy Club win souls even if it means he loses money. I think that's the right attitude when someone values winning souls more than making money and he's doing so by sponsoring Prophecy Club on radio. So, if you'd like to help win souls, the next time you need gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins, contact cornerstoneassetmetals.com. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so just tell cornerstoneassetmetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. Click like, share, and subscribe.